You're listening to AM 1220 KDOW, and welcome to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips with your host, Denise Eaton May. Denise is a former Human Resources Director and Assistant County Counsel who now practices employment law. She spent more than 10 years as a Deputy Attorney General handling public employee personnel matters. Now she shares her unique perspective with you, providing advice and dialogue for employers and employees as she tackles some of the common issues in the 21st century workplace. Now, here's your host, Attorney Denise Eaton-May. Welcome to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips. I'm your host, Denise Eaton-May, and we're talking about today some of the many, many calls that I've received recently regarding employees who have been laid off. And I'm going to title this show, Can I Sue My Employer for Laying Me Off? And uh, it's a real complicated question. I get a lot of calls about it. And I thought maybe it would be a good topic to just kind of talk about so that we can maybe give you some insight into your rights when uh, you as an employee in California are laid off. Again, you're listening to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips. If you ever have any questions concerning this show or any of our shows, please feel free to send me an email at d.may at eaton-maylaw.com or visit my website at demlegaleagle.com. So today, when I'm looking at all of the calls that I received and I was kind of preparing for the show today, I thought about, well, there are some things that are happening out there that people are just suspicious that is it really a business need that I'm being laid off or is it because of something else? And it really turns on your particular facts. Um, it's based on if you had made a complaint about the company or about your boss uh, shortly before uh, you were laid off, then it kind of feels like retaliation. And it might be, but it really has to to be looked at. Um, if you are the only one that's been laid off and you're wondering, okay, if this was really, you know, because of financial constraints, <laughs> why is it just one person being laid off? So there are certain factors that do, um, you know, trigger, I think, some analysis that you need to look at. But for the most part, and more often than not, California employers have the ability to lay off workers due to economic business needs if their employees are at will. And so, you know, that's the general rule in California, unless you are hired under um, a contract or union agreement or civil service with a public entity or district, pretty much the general rule is you're hired at will. And what does that mean? That means under the labor code, California labor code, you can be terminated with or without notice, with or without cause. So there is no, the employer doesn't have to give me a reason. And I know that's sometimes um, a question because it's kind of like, well, why Why was I picked? Why was I chosen to be laid off? Or, you know, why was I chosen to be, my position chosen to be eliminated? Um, it doesn't have to have a reason. And that is the law in California. Now, once they give a reason, it must be a legitimate reason. It must be a reason that's going to pass legal muster. So I think that's where we get into some of the litigations in terms of whether, in fact, they're saying you're having a performance problem and we got to get rid of you. We're going to terminate you. But there's no documentation. I think there's a there's a, a suspicious uh, 
concerned when those things happen. So general rule is that an at-will employee um, can be terminated with or, with, co- with or without notice, with or without cause. And so when that happens and the employer says we're having financial problems, our business needs are such that we do not have uh, either sufficient work or sufficient funds to be able to maintain this position, and this position is being um, removed. What are your rights? How do you look at some of that and say, "Um, am I really the one, is this really because of a business need? So the first thing you want to look at is a lot of times um, there are notice requirements. So in California and even in the federal Under federal law, there is the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act. So you have to notify someone um, that their positions are going to be laid off or the plants are going to be closing. These usually apply to much larger employers. Um, Under the federal WARN laws, employers are covered under this law if they employ 100 full-time employees or more. And... um, in California's mini WARN law, where we have, uh, we call it WARN, W-A-R-N, which is the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act. Uh, we have a kind of a mini one in California, and it says that employers are covered under that act um, if they have at least 75 workers. So I think, and they fall into the industrial and commercial facility sectors. So there are requirements that you get noticed, but generally um, you do not if you're just in private sector. Public sector has um, some due process requirements as well, depending on whether there's a union contract or what your civil service rules may um, require. Recently, uh, I was uh, contacted by an individual who felt like their layoff um, was due to their age, that she was the uh, most senior person on the a particular uh, list of those that were being laid off, and it appeared that um, there had been a pattern of the people that were being laid off were all uh, over, in this situation, over age 50. Um, But the law under age discrimination says you just need to be over 40. And so we were looking at, well, you know, why do you feel that, you know, this is having a, a disparate impact on you? And so as we looked at it, we saw that there had been a pattern of individuals that they've laid off were all over 40, and folks that they had hired in other positions were were under 40. Um, But one of the key things is that she did not get any notice, any kind of pre-layoff hearing, which is required for public sector employees. So I think that they were really trying to um, move this pretty quickly, which also gave some kind of suspicion as to, you know, why are we moving so fast? Why are we getting through this? But again, I had to advise her, you know, these are the rules. If, in fact, they are able to show in this particular situation a lack of funds and a lack of work, then the layoff certainly uh, would be proper. And unless you can show that somehow or another you did not get notice or that they didn't follow a procedure that's dictated by either your contract or your civil service rules and maybe your collective bargaining agreement, the only other options you have is to show that somehow or another it was motivated by an improper purpose. So what do you mean by, what do I mean by an improper purpose? Most of the time, it's either discriminatory or retaliatory. And in those particular areas, it's very hard to prove. Just like discrimination in general is very hard to prove. Um, it 
even gets much more complicated when you have to do a mass um, set of layoffs. Um, but most of the companies have perfected their documentation with respect to financial losses. And in the free marketplace, we want them to be able to make those type of decisions and not necessarily go out of business trying to continue to pay. They have to make sure they make those adjustments. But what they can't do is do it for a discriminatory purpose. Illegal layoffs and wrongful terminations are in violation of the California Fair Employment and Housing Act. We call it FEHA, as well as federal employment laws, which is Title VII. So we've talked a little bit about FEHA, which is a law that is administered by the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. And it precludes employers from engaging in activities that could constitute discrimination. Uh, based on your protected class. We're talking about your gender, your race, your age, or your your disability. So there are factors when um, you've made a complaint about your supervisor, maybe making unwarranted criticisms uh, about, I've had these cases, where <laughs> about your work. And when you go and rebut the information you find, you are correct, and the supervisor was not correct. Um, or maybe it's just a situation where you and a supervisor just don't see eye to eye on everything and you can't seem to get a balanced relationship going. So you can complain and uh, to HR, and then the next thing you know, your name shows up on a layoff list. Or even better is one of the cases I have is you've got a disability and you need an accommodation. Uh, you've been in a bad car accident unrelated to work but the car accident has caused you severe pinched nerve in your back, which has precluded you from being able to walk. And walking is an essential function of your job. You ask for your time off. Um, They know going through that process that they're going to have to get someone else to fill your position. Um, And then HR says to you, you know, you're just just causing us lots of money not being able to come to work. (laughs) Now, I'm not sure why the HR person you know, decided to um, convey that uh, exclusive information to the employee. But either way, I think it looked and smelled and walked and talked like there was an improper motive for wanting to get rid of this particular employee. And so once the investigation was done, it did reveal that they were really upset that this person could not Um, come to work because of their disability, but that's not the law. We'll talk more about it as we go forward and look at what are your rights in your layoff and can I sue my employer for laying me off? Again, you're listening to Employment Solutions at your fingertips. I'm your host, Denise Seaton May, and if you ever have any questions concerning this matter, please feel free to email me at d.may at eaton-maylaw.com. You're listening to Employment Solutions at your fingertips with attorney Denise Eaton May. If you have a question for Denise, call her law office in Hayward at 510-888-1345 or visit her website at demlegaleagle.com. Now, back to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips with attorney Denise Eaton-May. Welcome back to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips. We're talking today about whether I can sue my employer for laying me off. And we've kind of gone over a, a situation that I uh, handled where we believe there may be retaliatory uh, conduct or discriminatory conduct. And I think one of the issues that uh, is important is that uh, 
generally, the employer in California can do a layoff. You can't just sue them for laying you off. You've got to establish that there's an improper motive for being able to lay you off. So how are you protected from discriminatory or retaliatory layoffs in California? Well, the main statute I think that you'll be looking at is the Fair Employment and Housing Act, which we've called FIHA, um, which protects you from discrimination and retaliation. There's also Labor Code Section 1102.5, which is sort of a whistleblower, uh, what we call the whistleblower statute, and it precludes you from being retaliated against by by making a complaint uh, to your supervisor or to a governmental entity about something that's going on. It started primarily as something where I was complaining about a financial malfeasance that my employer had engaged in, or they're making me do something that I believe is illegal, and and, and then I kind of blow the whistle on it, and the next thing you know, I'm laid off. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think that uh, those kind of situations certainly protect you from being able to be designated or your position being designated for a layoff after you've made some of those type of complaints. Also, I think if... In fact, you believe that the layoff was due to one of your protected classes, such as your age, race, sexual orientation, that's happening a a lot now, gender, disability, or religion, then you need to be able to file your workplace discrimination complaint with the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing or if you are going to you know, file under federal law, you would go to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. And I go through this you know, all the time when I have clients that call in and ask these questions. So it's important to understand that the Fair Employment and Housing Act is managed or administered through the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Title VII of the 1964 Civil Rights Act is administered by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, what we call the EEOC. Now, they do have dual filings, but you have a certain time frame that you have to be able to move forward and and file. And I think one of the challenges you have is in a layoff, it's going to be presumed to be valid unless you can determine that, in fact, I can establish what we call a prima facie case that the motive in trying to lay me off was not proper. One of the other aspects of discrimination that we always look at is if it's a mass layoff, is there a disparate impact? Um, disparate impact means that there is a neutral decision or neutral policy that applies to everybody, many, many people. But the impact has um, a greater, uh, the impact is greater on one group than another. So several years ago, I worked for a company where we were looking at bonuses, and um, we devised this particular bonus plan so that we would be able to compensate employees for a really good year that the company had. Well, when we looked at the um, results of how this was going to flow, everyone that had been there for 10 years or longer who were over 40 got less money than the folks who were there who were under 40 and only been there five years. So that was calling for a lawsuit. We might as well just put the sign up says, please sue us. <laughs> it just didn't work. So I had to push the employer, even though in their, in the employer's heart, they felt like the people who had really pushed the company to the next level were the folks 
that were getting the higher bonuses because that's how they constructed the formula. But the impact of that formula was disproportionate on those people who were older, and that's what you can't do. You need to be able to make it fair. Same thing with a layoff. People will come up with a layoff plan. I've had employers come to me and say, we need you to review our layoff plan to ensure that we are not disparately impacting any one group or any gender or anyone of age. And the reason why we do that is because that group of employees can go to the Department of Fair Fair Employment and Housing or to the EEOC and make a claim saying, you know, of 400 people that get laid off, 250 were over 40 were female and um, Hispanic. And so you're kind of like, okay, so the whole workforce is only 4% Hispanic and 2% female, but of the people that get laid off, 90% are Hispanic and 90% are female. Yeah, those are problems we have to look at. Is it that industry that is um, having the financial impact? And can you prove it? Can you prove it with your records, with your accounting information that clearly shows that that's the area that has not been generating the necessary revenue to sustain those positions? So when you're looking at a layoff, the general rule is, yes, your employer can lay you off. No, you cannot sue your employer just because they laid you off. You have to show that the layoff was improper and as I've talked about, the main three ways that you show a layoff was improper, basically improper motive for doing the layoff is a discrimination. It basically was done because of your protected class, either because of your age or disability or gender. B, because of your whistleblowing, so it's retaliatory. Um, you may have uh, filed a complaint uh, in HR about working conditions, uh, something of that nature. Then you are looking at um, a layoff and you're like, okay, so is this just coincidental or has this really kind of, you know, close in time to be able to do it? You also have to look at a lot of stuff nowadays, and we've talked about this, occur on social media. So what can you say on on social media media? Uh, to protect yourself from from a layoff. And we have a lot of NLRB decisions, National Labor Relations Board, that talk about organizing. And so if in your uh, Facebook post, I think I read a case um, just about uh, a month ago where um, an employee who had made a statement about his supervisor and used profanity was deemed to be engaging in protected activity under the NLRB and could not be um, disciplined. And, um, you know, we were all kind of kind of shocked because the, the profanity was pretty clear and it was used in a way that was clearly derogatory towards the supervisor. But it was also to a group of employees. So the NLRB protected that person from being in this situation that we're talking about laid off. Um, because it looked like the layoff may have been in retaliation for engaging in that protected activity of possibly unionizing. Now, it was interesting that I, I also saw one where the a, um, employee yelled at the supervisor 
using explicatives and profanity. And the NLRB said, mm, we're not going to. I don't think that he was engaging in protected activity when he decided to uh, call his supervisor a bunch of names uh, and use explicatives. So in that situation, um, you can't just go and say, I'm trying to organize everybody and I'm going to cuss my supervisor out in the meantime and I'll be protected. I think the NLRB even said, well, that went a little bit further. I think when he was trying to talk to the other employees about working conditions, we'll protect that part. But then when he leaps out on his own and decides to go and call and yell directly at the supervisor and call him names, I think that's misconduct that justifies disciplinary action. So I think looking at all the different areas, how you can protect yourself from a wrongful layoff, it's pretty clear that there's just a couple. Um, you got to get notice, uh, whether it be under the uh, WARN Act, which is the federal act or California's mini WARN Act, or if you are in uh, working for a public entity, there are certain pre-layoff notice hearings you're um, required to receive. Um, there may be specific provisions under your collective bargaining agreement if a union is involved and is able to identify the exact steps that are required to be taken uh, in a layoff. You may have been a victim of discrimination, which we've talked about might be hard to prove, but you could certainly look at from a disparate treatment standpoint of discrimination where you're saying, I'm treated differently than someone else who was similarly situated just like me and their budget is being impacted just like mine but mine was I was laid off and the other person was not and I think it was because of my sexual orientation when I came out uh, with respect to my sexual orientation this is happening a lot to the transgender population as well um, we already talked about how I don't know why in this country Using the bathroom has been our vehicle to try and solve some of our civil rights issues, but it is, uh, you know, a, a situation where the transgender um, population is, is going through a lot in terms of being able to decide which bathroom they're able to use and which facilities are appropriate. And so we'll talk next week about the fact that we have a, a gender uh, restroom law in California that uh, went into effect in March of 2017 that will allow, you know, certainly correct some of those issues. But if you believe you've been laid off because you have uh, are transgender or um, have identified um, with a particular group, then I think there may be some concern there that you have protections under the Fair Employment and Housing Act. And then, of course, you look at whether there's um, any kind of disparate impact. And most of the disparate impact cases deal with either age or race or gender. So there are some protections you have if you want to sue your employer for laying you off. But the general rule is that if the employer can show that because of financial business reasons, the elimination of these positions um, are um, clearly needed, and they are appropriate, and there's no shenanigans behind it. It's all done transparently and objectively. Um, a layoff is just then, hey, I got to figure out what my next steps are. Again, you're listening to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips. I'm your host, Denise Eaton May. If you have any questions concerning this show or any of our shows, please feel free to send me an email at d.may at eaton-maylaw.com. You've been listening to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips with attorney Denise Eaton-May. 
If you have a question for Denise, call her law office in Hayward at 510-888-1345 or visit her website at demlegaleagle.com. And join us again next week at this time for Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips on AM 1220 KDOW.